Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and beautiful uh, Friday morning. And it uh, looks a little cloudy out there. In fact, I even thought I heard some thunder uh, out there uh, earlier a couple of times, but I uh, don't know. Might have just been me walking through the house and uh, sound like thunder as fat as I am, but uh, hey, that's <laughs> just the way it is, I guess. But uh, I do hope everybody's doing well and uh, hope you're looking forward to a great weekend. And uh, I know uh, I wish that our work days were as long as the weekend and the weekdays was our weekend. Wouldn't that be nice? And uh, <laughs> as to get paid, that would be really good. Uh, but unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. And uh, I uh, wish it sometimes could be like um, you know, Star Trek, uh, uh, the next generation, uh, something come up about, uh, I forgot, I'm not, I'm not a real big Trekkie. I like it, but I'm not like some of these people who take it to another level. It's almost a religion to some of them. If you ever watched that, in fact, they even did a, a movie, uh, or not, well, a documentary, not a movie, but a documentary on these Trekkies, and, uh, shoo, boy, they, they take it to a whole, it's like a religion to them, and, uh, it's craziness, but, uh, uh, but I, they said, uh, I almost positive made a comment one time, said, uh, they work, uh, not for payment because apparently it's supposed to be a kind of like a utopian society in, in this future and that they work, uh, for, uh, uh, for their own pleasure or to work for, uh, uh, satisfaction or something to that effect. And I was thinking, yeah, right. <laughs> so ain't nobody out there working to, to feel, you know. I mean, our jobs can't be fulfilling, particularly mine. Now, I love my job, what I do. I don't get me wrong. I love what I do, and it is fulfilling. And I, I look forward to spreading the gospel message and uh, getting to tell us about the Lord. But uh, but if you're uh, some, I've had a lot of jobs that uh, were not fulfilling. Is not something I just wanted to do. So nothing worse when you're working with somebody and. Uh, and you're just not really happy with what you're doing. And they say, well, I'm just working because I'm bored. You know, it, it makes me want to just choke the life out of them. I, <laughs> I've worked in some crappy jobs, and I'm sitting there thinking, look at this person, and I'm thinking, are you crazy? <laughs> I, just don't, I don't get that. But anyway, uh, to each his own. So let's be all of our different outlooks when it comes to uh uh, jobs and working, I guess. But, you know, uh, I woke up this morning and uh, uh, looking at uh, the news, uh, we see that in Portland there's another confrontation with police officers. Uh, we've seen several more shootings and uh, not so much there per se, but I'm talking about in general uh, across the nation, uh, more attacks and shootings and uh, on our police officers. And uh, such a it's so sad, you know, that these men and women are out there on the front lines. I mean, they might as well be in uh, in a war uh, in another country. I mean, honestly, it's about to that point, and uh, that they are targeted to, and here they are, they're just trying to keep us safe. They're trying to keep law and order in place, and you have these little lunatics out there who don't get it. They don't understand that these men and women have families. They are sons and daughters and husbands and wives and brothers and sisters to people out there. They hurt, they feel, and uh, it just uh, it breaks my heart uh, to see uh, how these, uh, these great men and women are being treated. Uh, you know, there's a couple bad apples here and there, but, you know, you find a, a profession that doesn't have them. You know, I mean, really. I mean, find, somebody, find a profession that don't have it. And, uh, you know, that, that's, that's going to happen. 
but 99.9% of police officers are out there with our best interest at heart and trying to do the right thing. And it just uh, it breaks my heart to see what's going on and how they are treated. And I think we really need to be in prayer uh, like never before uh, in regards to uh, how our police officers are being treated. And, uh, and just pray for this nation uh, in general, uh, for the chaos that is ensuing, uh, the destruction uh, and the uh, freedoms that are slowly being eroded away. So we need to, uh, to really pray about that and uh, pray that uh, things will make a, a great turnaround and particularly be praying for this election. <laughs> Trust me, people, we need to be praying for them. Well, at this time, let us stand and let us say our Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Praise the Lord. We live in such a wonderful and awesome country. Now, praise God that we, he, uh, uh, he showed grace uh, for us to live where we do. Uh, you know, there's a lot of poverty-stricken uh, countries out there uh, that we could have easily been born into. And so I praise God for his mercy that we will be born in this great and wonderful free country. And we do live in a great nation. It's so sad that so many fail to recognize that and see that. It really is. Well, let's go ahead and look at our uh, Bible passages this morning. We'll look at John chapter 6, verses 35 through 38. And uh, so we get that pulled up here so you all can read along with me if you so desire. But again, that's John 6, 35 to 38. And it says, And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you, that ye also have seen me, and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven, not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. And as me old pappy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. Well, you know, when we look at this passage here, uh, we can see that Jesus Christ came to save us. God sent his only son. Uh, he was fulfilling the will of the Father. He wasn't forced to, he didn't have to, but he willingly left the glories of heaven to demonstrate uh, his deity, to demonstrate the reality of God, and to die on the cross for our sins and rise again on the third day because he loved us. That's why Jesus Christ did those things. You know, in uh, on August 6, 1961, there was a Russian cosmonaut, uh, I think he was the second one, his name was uh, German Titov, probably not enunciating that uh, correctly, but uh, German, G-H-E-R-M-A-N, Titov, T-I-T-O-V, so I don't know, yeah, I, I'm not a linguistic, in, you know, <laughs> linguistics, and, you know, you know what I'm talking about, I have a hard time saying it, I'm from the south, so, you know. <laughs> Anyway, it, but the point is, uh, he, he was the second uh, one to uh, uh, go around uh, uh, the earth. And um, he, he said in a press conference uh, that uh, uh, he went and searched for God and found nothing. And, uh, but however, he said, uh, trying to be witty, that had he stepped out of the uh, 
capsule, he would have. But um, and then, but you know, you, you see here Russia that uh, its uh, economy and its philosophy was built on an atheistic worldview. Then you come, uh, you know, you find that was in 1961. But then if you push move forward to 1968, uh, you see three American astronauts who went on to the the dark side of the moon. Now, I'm not going to sing a Pink Floyd song, but they went to the dark side of the moon, and uh, and they uh, was the attendance of that, and quoted in Genesis, "For God created the heavens and the earth," and so you see those two polar opposites uh, of mindsets of one who claimed he looked for God and could not find it, and those who observed God of all the awe and the glory and the splendor of the heavens and the earth that they were witnessing and quoted scripture. You know, a lot of people are in search of God. You don't have to go in space to find him. You don't have to go to outer space to uh, to find God. God is right here. God is, you know, we have discussed before the fingerprints of God. It is obvious that there has to be a creator. You know, you look at that uh, uh, that cosmological uh, viewpoint of cause and effect. You look at the teleological viewpoint of how the universe was put together and created. Uh, you have that moral law in which, uh, you know, we was uh, down to ethics between right and wrong. All things point to the glory of God. All things point to that direction that God is true, God is real, God does exist. And uh, it's so sad that, you know, but here's, the, you know, the, the God of this world is blinded individuals. And I have debated atheists uh, on Facebook. Because before when Facebook first started out, uh, you know, it, it didn't limit uh, to, uh, uh, you know, I think there's some limitations now in regards to who sees your post. Uh, usually it's, it's regulated to uh, your close circle of friends uh, that you're with. Uh, unless you share that post, and sometimes you may get uh, friends of friends who may comment. But at one point in time, it was pretty much wide open, you know, just to anybody around the world. And uh, and I remember debating uh, an atheist uh, on several occasions. Um, I can't remember his name now, but uh, uh, I think he was from down in Florida. And it didn't, you know, uh, he kept wanting proof. Show me proof, you know. And I said, well, you want proof that God exists, prove to me that he doesn't. You know, he didn't like to hear that. And, uh, you know, it's like they want it one way, but they don't want to, want to provide for another way. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's one thing to present the facts. It's another thing to accept the facts. And so that's the problem with a lot of people out there, whether they're agnostic or whether they are atheist. You can present all the facts in the world, but sadly, uh, they don't want to accept that. You know, I could provide every scriptural reference. I could provide scientific uh, proofs that point to a creator, point to God, but he would re he would reject every single one of those. And, I, and I'm sure a lot of you have ran into individuals like that before. It doesn't matter what you prove, what you provide as proof, they find a way to reject it. They claim that you're circular, you're using circular reasoning. They create the, they try to use straw man argument. They try to use red herring arguments to divert your attention to what uh, uh, to something else than the, the actual topic that you're uh, talking at. And so uh, that's their that's their uh, shell game, if you will, to keep you off balance. Uh, to the topic at hand because they don't want to have that conviction. See, once they come to know Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, then they have to be convicted over what they want to do, the lifestyle that they are living, and they don't want to hear that. They don't want to see that, and they want to continue to live godless in what they want to do uh, in, instead of in accordance with God's will. So, you know, no other proof 
that God exists than Jesus Christ, who walked this earth. He was fully God, and he is fully man. He walked this earth, and people still denied him. You know, that's what I was saying before. People say they want proof. And I've, I've said before, if I had God standing beside me, they still wouldn't accept it because their eyes have been blinded by the God of the Satan has blinded their hearts and minds till the Holy Spirit touches their hearts, touches their minds, reveals those things to them. They, they're not going to get it. They're not going to understand it. So Jesus Christ walked this earth and people still denied him. You know, that there was great, like uh, many secular um, writers. Uh, in fact, uh, The Case for Christ by Lee Strobel, great book, uh, read entirely. Uh, the movie's okay. Uh, I've, I've it, just, to me, it didn't do a service. It, it was good, but I, uh, The Case for Christ, really, if you get a chance, read that book. It's a great book. But, um, uh, you know, Tertullian, uh, here he was a secular writer. He didn't understand what Jesus was about, and uh, instead of the miracles he performed, he referred to it as his great magic that he performed because you know the the secularists didn't didn't understand it. Most history is not is written you know, sometimes hundreds of years uh, after the events have transpired. But with Jesus Christ, with the Bible, it was written within generations of what happened. So it'd been very easy uh, for uh, someone to say, "Hey, my dad was there, my grandpa was there, my cousin was there, my brother was there." That didn't happen. God, Jesus didn't rise from the dead. But you know, after two thousand years of people trying to destroy and tear down God's word, still can't do it. Truth is absolute. Truth is not relative just because you don't agree, believe and and, uh, and agree with that truth. So, you know, we have to understand that God's word is absolute truth. And the heavens declare his glory. And there is all these things that point to the existence of God. We see God's fingerprints in everything that we see, in our DNA, our very makeup, uh, the, the creation of this world, our, our cells design, our, you know, the intricacies of our brains. All these things point to the existence of God. And uh, all these people out there, you know, it's like, look at what Jesus said. You know, when Downey Thomas wanted to touch the scars in his side, the scars in his hands, and uh, he said, blessed are those who don't have not seen and still yet believe. That's where faith comes into play. And that's, you know, we're, we're in just the, we just went over uh, verses 1 through 3 in Hebrews, uh, and, re, you know, we're studying the faith chapter right now. And uh, remember, faith is not something that you conjure up on your own. It is a gift from God. It is faith that we believe and trust and hope uh, in Jesus Christ. Uh, it is, you know, when we look at those things, that's why I was talking about uh, Wednesday night, that we have, you know, trust can be uh, uh, a hard thing to have, One, particularly if you've been jaded, if you have been uh, cheated on, if you have uh, dealt with two-faced people. You know, there's people out there who will eat you up to your face but they'll talk about you like a dog behind your back. And uh, don't think it don't happen in the Christian community. Probably, bad thing is it's probably worse in the Christian community. That's, that's the sad part. Uh, and and uh, particularly among pastors, it, it's, it's, uh, it's pitiful. And, uh, and those who are too eager to believe those things. So trust can be hard. Trust can be difficult uh, for a lot of people. But we, when we understand uh, the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and those things have been revealed to us, we have that faith, we can trust in God's promises. 
God's word has proved itself uh, time and time again. We can trust in these promises. And so and as I was using the illustration the other night, uh, you know, my kids, they trust their daddy. And when I tell them we're going to do something, they can bank on the fact it's going to happen. And I used the illustration that uh, several years ago, uh, we were able to save up and take the kids to Disneyland. And they were, and when daddy told them that, they were all excited because they knew that if daddy told them that, it was going to happen. So they were, so with great anticipation, you know, it might have been, by the time I told them, by the time we actually left, might have been several weeks or might have been a month before we actually got to leave. But they were so excited with anticipation, they were already wanting to pack their bags and they were jumping up and down. They were excited because they, they couldn't wait the, the anticipation of being able to, uh, to actually get to go uh, to where I uh, was Tell them they were going to go. I'll get out here in a second. <laughs> get on that plane and go to their destination. There, get out in a second. They were excited about their destination and couldn't wait. And uh, so that's us with Jesus Christ. We know we can trust in His promises and what God's Word tells us. We know will happen, and we can take great faith in that and have great hope in that. Because when we understand what God's Word tells us, just like my kids were all excited. We can be all excited about God's promises, what has been fulfilled, what is to come, uh, the future, uh, our future home in heaven. We get to, with, just as my kids were excited about that destination, where they were headed. Trust me, heaven is far greater than Disneyland. And then we can have that great anticipation where we get to go, that destination is where we get to go to spend all of eternity with Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We can trust in the fact that there will be no more sorrow, no more pain, no more death, and we get to spend eternity with him. We can bank on those promises and have that hope for the future. And that's why, we, that's why you know, uh, we have to have that knowledge of God's word, the wisdom to apply it, and, uh, and have that trust and hope in him, to have that faith that God is real, that God exists, Jesus Christ is real. It amazes me, the ignorance of individuals who even try to say that Jesus Christ didn't even walk the earth. That shows a great lack of knowledge because even secular history proves that Jesus Christ walked this earth. He wasn't just a great prophet or uh, he was uh, Jesus Christ, fully God, fully man. And uh, we can bank on those promises. Although the people out there who want to deny him, want proof of his existence, the fact of the matter is, you know, there is what is known as willful ignorance. It doesn't matter the amount of proof that you may provide, but they will still reject and deny him. But it does not uh, minimize our responsibilities as Christians to still go out and tell others about him. They will, there will be those who will reject it. And hey, you died your job. You keep forcing on them. You keep pushing on them. You keep beat them with the family Bible. All you can do is pray for them. Get, plant that seed and go on. And maybe one day their eyes will be open before it's too late. You never know. That's why we, we try. And, and I tell you, sometimes family members can be the hardest of all uh, to minister to. But all you can do is cover them in a multitude of prayers and go on. We know that God is real. We know that Jesus is real. And we can see his great splendor. And like I said, the heavens declare his glory. We can uh, understand that. These these space cadets, if you will, that uh, that don't want to believe in the power of God, 
man, they're missing out. You know, just like we was talking about before, but claiming to be wise, they are fools. So pray for these individuals. We understand, you know, that there's a lot of a lot of things that point to the direction of God's uh, uh, existence. It's just uh, it's a matter of do you choose to believe or you choose to reject, and that's one thing when it comes to the free gift of God, that free gift of salvation. That's just it. It's a gift, and it's up to you to accept or reject. God doesn't send anybody to hell. You have that choice, and I hope you'll make the right choice today. And if you already have made that choice, then uh, be like my children who were so excited that Daddy was going to take them to Disney. Well, guess what? Daddy God's going to take you to heaven one day. So let's be excited with great anticipation of what we get to look forward to and let our faces reveal the joy that is within our hearts. Let us pray. And Father, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful and beautiful day that you blessed us with. Thank you for your grace and your mercy, Lord God in heaven. Thank you for sending your only Son to save us. Help us, Lord, to be a witness for you. Help us to demonstrate your grace, your mercy, your love. Lord, help us to point uh, all those we come in contact with into the direction of you. Let them show, let them understand that there is a better way. There is a better life uh, than what they have now, and only you can provide that. And Lord, for anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, please uh, be with this nation. Lord, bring, bring mighty, mighty healing upon this land and peace upon this country. Please, Lord, be with our police officers. Put legions of angels about them. Keep them safe and well. Be with them. Be with their families. Let them know that they are loved. They are needed. They are appreciated. Lord, I pray for our sister in Christ, Kim Penix and Wendy Lee and Ginger Hood and uh, Thelma Thompson and Roger Winters. And uh, Lord, I pray that uh, you'll be with so many the prayer requests and concerns. I know Donna Taylor's uh, uh, sister, Lord, that you will bring healing upon her. And uh, pray to be this young man, Nate, from Daniel Boone High School and Jennifer Simpson. And Lord, I just pray that you be with our presence. You give the proper wisdom, knowledge, and discernment uh, for the running of our country, protection about him and his family. Lord, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Appreciate all you guys and gals watching this morning. Don't forget, this Sunday morning from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m., Fountain Life Bible Church, 118 Julie Lane, Johnson City, Tennessee. Uh, be sure to come on out. Dr. Vic Young will be bringing the morning message. I've got to make a little uh, advert for that. But uh, let's see here. He said his sermon title, he said just sent that to me. It's called Stream of Consciousness is his sermon title. So that's from 11 to 12 this coming Sunday. And then uh, Sunday evening for online service only uh, at 6 p.m. We will continue our studies in Hebrews chapter 11, the faith chapter. Uh, very important. Uh, all, all God's words are important. But I, I really thoroughly enjoy uh, this chapter in particular. So be sure to tune into that. So uh, if you haven't already, be sure to tell you all your friends and family. You can find me here on social media at Dr. Young 77 If they don't do social media, they can always go to YouTube at Dr. Matthias Young or on our website at flbconline.com. And if you haven't, uh, be sure to uh, sign up for uh, the Dr. Young Chronicles Apple podcast on uh, Apple iTunes at no cost, free, audio only. You can listen to all the devotions, all of our sermons as you're going out and about your day. 
I hope everybody has a fantabulous day, a great day today. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and God bless.